Welcome to our first ever podcast. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we ask that you cover this podcast in your most precious blood. And Our Lady, we ask that you cover this with your mantle. And we ask that this podcast reaches anyone or everyone who it is supposed to reach. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, this has been kind of in the thoughts for a long time. We bought the equipment. We got the lights. I yeah. think we're ready to go. I think we're all ready. It's exciting. Very it's exciting. A, it's a new, it's a new uh, dimension to, uh, to our ministry. So we're trying to branch out as much as we can. By all means possible. Yeah. yeah. I think we have two catchphrases, taglines for JMJ. What are those? One soul at a time, mm-hmm. which is the one on our logo. And then the one that's referenced on our website multiple times is by all means possible. Spreading never, the gospel by all means. I never noticed that. And I'm, I'm a part of this ministry. It's okay, Rock. Didn't know that we had a plant named Stu. That's true. I did not. No, that. I did not. I didn't either. <laughs> nice being called up to speed. Yeah. Know, on set. <laughs> so um, I thought today well, the first thing that we would talk about would be about our most profound prayer encounters. People like to hear this stuff. People like to know that if you reach out to God, that he's there to answer you, that he has a plan for you, and that he can give to you the things that you need. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that he can. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so, Ant was going to ask us, what our greatest spiritual moments have been? The times we felt closest to God, uh, the times in which we knew for a fact that the Lord was going to be there for us. And, and Ant, you've actually said this, that those great spiritual moments where you feel God's consolation, you feel God's presence, you can always go back to them in your memory and a meditation for the times uh, that are rough where it's harder to feel his presence. Yeah, that's something that I learned in spiritual direction. My spiritual director told me that God doesn't change. So if you have an awesome moment with him, just tap back into it. Just go right back to it because he doesn't, he's the same. Absolutely. So, Rock, um, you've been in the faith for about maybe 10, 11 years now. Yeah. What's been the most profound thing that's ever happened to you or, or that's something that you prayed for really hard and you were given or just some type of deep peace that you had at one point, anything along those lines? Um, it's pretty generic for me. I never had one thing stand out in particular. Um, but, you know, I have those little experiences and little moments where I just feel like, wow, like God is so intimately close with me, you know, and the reality of of God in my life is just so palpable in my life. And so one doesn't really stand out. As a matter of fact, um, uh, this past, probably within the last few months, I was praying really, really hard for a special intention. I was driving. I was actually on the way to uh i think i was coming home from your guy's apartment and i was praying like i was just pouring my heart out to god like really just pouring my heart out to him like and when i talk to god i have like a actual conversation with him like i'm talking to another person and um i just said god um what do you want me to do just tell me what to do seriously just tell me what to do and out of nowhere um now, I'm very careful with this stuff. Uh, I'm kind of skeptical sometimes about some things. So you've got to be really, really careful with this stuff. But I think this was a clear sign of, of God's action in my life. Um, out of nowhere, this, this, uh, I, this car comes, 
like passing me and gets into my lane. It's in front of me. And I see this this uh, this bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker said one Thessalonians 517. And that's all it said. That's all it said. So it's almost like it's almost like God. um, He wanted me to he wanted more from me because he kind of put the answer in front of me. But it was a very simple answer. And all it said was pray unceasingly. Just opened up to it right here. Yeah. You want me to read the little passage? Sure, yeah, okay. you, could, you could share it. So it says, uh, it's St. Paul, the Thessalonians. <clears throat> we urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all, see that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Now that's crazy that right there it was pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing, yeah. And if you really, if you really actually think about it, that is the um, that is the solution to everything, you know. <laughs> like if you really think about it, it really is. Um, so when I so I actually pulled over on the side of the road, and I I pulled out my phone and I I looked up the verse, and um, I was hoping for something a little more, something a little more specific. <laughs> But it was, but God works in his, in his own way. And maybe that's all I needed in that moment. It, like, you know, it just had to be that generic for me in that moment, because that's the only thing that w- would have sufficed in that very moment was to just pray unceasingly. And so there's little encounters like that I have uh, with, with God. And it's happened several times throughout my life, but that would be my most recent one. And you know what's amazing about that experience, Rock, is I've been looking up near-death experiences like crazy for a month. And, um, well, this is a whole different note, but just as you asked for a sign and got it, I feel like the reason I was asking for near-death experiences, or not asking for it, but just randomly so into them, well, I had no idea, but my grandpa had a sudden stroke on Thursday. He's on hospice now. I was very close with him. Um, and so um, it's weird how God prepares us for these things and his hands on, on everything. But the one crazy cool thing that I found through these near-death experiences Almost every single time someone has a near-death experience, they mention that the Lord, number one, is real and loves them, but that every single thing that has happened in their life, the good and the bad, was there for their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And so what that got me thinking was that even though you kind of wanted something specific to do, like you wanted a specific answer with God, what do I do? For God, the most important thing actually might not be the specific of what do I do, but that your soul grows. Yeah. And what is the best way your soul can grow? Through prayer, through so prayer, it's weird. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. That's the answer you got. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a very. Um, it was a very special moment. I would like more moments like that. But but God gives them to us. I guess when we need them, you know, when we're ready to receive them. Yeah. Well, again, because He doesn't change, you you can and you yeah. will have more moments. And, like that, that. and that's something I always like. You mentioned that will always resonate with me, and I could always go back and reflect on that. You know, and and my. And whatever I'm going through, whatever storm it is, I know that God does hear does hear our prayers, and so intimately so. Yeah, and Rock, like, let's say someone's listening, and maybe they never were answered that quickly in prayer. So what would you say to them? How could they have the, a similar experience that you had? I would say, I would say just be patient. I mean, that's the, that's the answer to, to everything. It's going, you're only going to get more virtuous by being patient. 
Uh, so you're only going to get more graces doing so. Um, and just persevere. You know, we put out a awesome vlog on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be two years in, I think, August. That's this right. Year. Yeah, two years in that. August. It's quick. And August it flew 26th. By. Um, but literally, be patient and persevere uh, would, would be the advice I get. I, I would give to, to anyone asking that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You want to go with your experience, Ann? Yeah, sure. Um, the one that jumps out to me the most is something that happened uh, when I was in Venezuela. And I was going through a lot. You know, my life was kind of in a transition. I was out of college. I was looking for a job uh, in the field of meteorology and was not landing a job anywhere and was applying all over the country. So I was feeling really discouraged in that regard. So we took a trip to Batania, Venezuela. And this is a place where Mary has appeared. And it's church documented, church approved. It's actually the fastest ever approved apparition in church history. If you three wanna, years. Yeah, three years. If you want to do a little research, it's called Batania. So we were there. Rock was there. Dan was there. And our other, a lot of our other friends, especially Ryan, uh, both Ryan Meehan and Ryan Terrell were there. Mm-hmm. And I was there. And I went off uh, toward the, uh, to the grotto one night. And this is the grotto is the exact place where Mary appeared. And I went there by myself just because I wanted to pray alone without any distractions. And at that moment... I just kind of poured out my heart to Mary, kind of like what Rock said, how he poured out his heart to God and just kind of laid it all out on the table. And when I did that, I was just full of so much peace. It's like I took so much weight off of my shoulders and just handed it over to Mary. And I told her that I surrender. I told her that my life is in your hands. Lead me to your son and take me where you want me to go and and I'll be ready to go. And I just removed all kinds of, of doubt, of insecurities, of um, longings for, for things that I thought that I wanted but didn't actually want. All that was taken away from me. And I just realized that in that moment that I'm in God's will, and it was so freeing and it was so peaceful that it actually brought me to tears. I was like ugly crying <laughs> in, uh, in front of the statue of Mary. And it was nighttime and it was raining. And so just give me one second to type in the password here because I can't multitask. <laughs> so it was nighttime and it was raining, which kind of added to the the moment it made it even that much more special the rain was just washing me clean and i was just there with the statue of mary and it just felt really good and that was by far my most profound prayer experience so i have a few uh i'll stick with the batania theme um because i have a few that aren't related to batania but it was 2011 our second trip to batania in venezuela and this actually has nothing to do with the actual apparition site of batania but uh, the last night of the trip we went to Maria Speranza's house, Senor Jo's house, who also has passed away at the time he was still alive. That's Maria Speranza's husband. And Maria Speranza was a great mystic, uh, soon to be saint, hopefully, in the church, totally approved with all kinds of miraculous gifts. I mean, and we can get into this later. Maybe we'll make a video on it. But our conversions, all of our conversions, came through a few amazing people, um, some of them re- uh, related to Maria Speranza, her family. So we went to the house the last night. And just to be in a house of a saint, someone who might become a saint, who had so many miraculous experiences, um, who who helped me so much from heaven myself in particular. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it. And that's how you know something's from God is when you're not expecting it. Whenever you try to conjure up a holy experience, it's, not, it's from you. It's not from God mm-hmm. if you try to conjure it up. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't get yourself in a good spiritual zone. You should always, you know, in a prayerful spiritual zone, you know, make it as easy as for, for God to touch you as possible. But... If you try to conjure up a spiritual experience, it's normally not as divine as you think it is. Right. So I wasn't expecting it. We get there. 
Marius Bronze's family serving us. Their service was so beautiful and it was so inspiring just how much they're just serving everybody food and so natural and fun. Everyone's laughing, everybody's singing, everyone's praying, everyone's reflecting. And then we get a little tour of the upstairs and I see the little chair that Marius Bronze used to sit in and she would receive many visions there. I see the saints. There's a little bureau of saints you guys probably remember that she would touch every single saint mm-hmm. at their head and say a prayer to them before bed. And there was like 30 saints, which was inspiring her prayer life. And I all I could think was how much love how much intense family love i felt with that family and in that house and i sat down one of those chairs and i there's many pictures of of this and i get made fun of for it all the time but i broke down and i was just crying i was holding onto the pillow you know 21 year old you know (laughs) male (laughs) holding onto the couch the chair pillow half in tears just because i was overwhelmed by the presence not only of maria sprouts that you can kind of feel there in spirit or you know in heaven uh, but the Holy Spirit, the love that I felt there, the whole trip kind of culminated in that moment. And it was then that I knew, you know, well, I, I knew before that, but it was just another incredible reminder that the love of God is well beyond and um, more precious and more powerful than anything we could possibly experience. Even when we don't feel it, it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. And so these moments are really important to go back on and remember in our own memory. So for the listeners, what we would encourage you to do, and I would encourage you to do, Um, and then, like I said, Anthony has said this before, is go back in your mind and your heart to all those great experiences to remember, remember who the Lord is, what he's done for you, to get you through those hard times. Maybe think of one, and maybe you haven't had a big conversion experience like us, just a time you felt loved, because, you know, love comes from God. When you were a little kid, maybe a a parent, a, a relative, someone showed you love, someone was patient with you, it's actually, weirdly enough, we don't realize that it was God through that person speaking to you, helping you. His love, often he wants to shine through others rather than directly to us. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great point you make because um, a lot of people, their defense for not believing in God is, well, God took this person when I was very young. And you hit on this in the rapid fire video. <laughs> and it was, it was such a great response you gave. It said, well, you said, well, think about Think about why they were so special in your life, because it was God's action of love, you know, working through them to have impacted that person that much. So it's actually a defense for God's existence, right. you know, right. you're, mis- you're missing <laughs> the God. source of love. But uh, it's, it's a shame that people turn away from God when really what they're missing is actually the love of God in that person. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> Is there any aunt, maybe someone that maybe not a supernatural direct experience you to, from you to God, but can you think of anything off the top of your head? Anybody you've actually felt God's love through them? Oh, definitely. It would uh, first thing I thought of was my family. Just always being taken care of by my family when I was younger. Just being around them, especially my extended family, my my aunts and uncles and my cousins. Just everyone just being around on on Christmas or Thanksgiving and just laughing and making fun of each other. Like, and that's all. It's love. And, and the source of that love is God. And like how Dan said, even if you didn't have a big conversion, like when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about reaching out to God. I wasn't thinking <laughs> like, where is God in this moment? But I remember those feelings of love and God is love. So he was there. I just didn't know it. And you know, it shows how selfless God is. That God will, <laughs> he's, he's amazing because he will work through you and inspire you through other people and you don't even know it's him. He's so humble. Yeah, and that's the Trinity. I heard a theologian once say that each person of the Trinity hide behind the hides behind the other. Oh the wow, fa- that's the, pretty deep. Oh my gosh, the Father. Well, I never look, heard look, that. Look at God, the Father. 
You see him? I don't see him. He did all of it, though, right? You can't see him. God the Son, well, he sent Jesus. So he, Jesus was the visible person of the Trinity that you could see. But who did Jesus give all the credit to? Back to the Father. Mm-hmm. Didn't take any credit mm-hmm. for himself. In yeah. fact, he told everybody to shut up when, they, uh, when he would do miracles and not say that he was the Messiah. <laughs> and which, which, yep. which person of, the, whole, of uh, the Holy Trinity do you know best now? Well, Jesus went back to heaven and said, the Holy Spirit will take it from here. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the Holy Spirit lead you to? God the Father and Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We are, we're closest to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. than any other person in the Trinity, and we don't even know we are. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all so humble. So it makes sense that God is so good that he would work through other people as little children even when we don't even know that it's him, but it's still him loving us through others. Really amazing. Yeah. And, he, you know, like it, all, it always goes back to he would never f- – he would never force himself on anybody, but that's such a that's such a means to, you know, to lead you closer to him later in life. Is you always everybody knows what love feels like. Everybody knows what it feels like to be loved and to be accepted. So God will use that in people and through people to eventually lead you to Him. He won't do it forcefully, but He wants you to be with him in heaven forever. So he's going to do it very subtly. Absolutely. And that's what love is. Love is spontaneous. He can't just, you know, just come down our throats. Mm -hmm. He has to invite us and then we can accept the invitation. hundred percent. hundred percent. Anyone add? No. So I I think this is it guys. So if you're (laughs) listening this far, thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. This is is our first time doing this and we plan on doing this more. Um, maybe this is going to be on Spotify and Apple Music. And if you're listening again this far, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, type JMJ Missions, or our website, jmjmissions.com, and Instagram, you guessed it, at JMJ Missions. Facebook, JMJ Missions. We do talks as well. So, you know, you ever want us to come out to your parish? We'll do missions. Anthony does confirmation retreats. It's that season. Mm-hmm. And so Rocco is the brains behind all these operations, the lights, the cameras, the action. The action. <laughs> <laughs> Should we close with a prayer? Yes. Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we ask that you bless anyone listening to this podcast. Give them the desires of their heart. We ask that you reward them abundantly. And Lord, I just ask that you keep everyone in your will. Remind us what your will is and show us what your will is. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray for us. Pray for us. Nice.